Welcome one and all to Lilac Talks Dubs. This is the little show where I either talk about a recent dub announcement or I take on a series that fairly recently had a dub and I previously reviewed it and I decided to talk about the dub again and y you know how this works by now. Um, <laughs> today's gonna be one of those days again because uh, I'm gonna do something a little bit different. Because uh, today, because of the announcement that came out, and because I had to bring someone in, I brought back Miss Megan to Hello. Me out today. <laughs> she sounds a little off, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I as of this recording, I just came back from a convention in Florida called Florida Anime Experience, and I was guesting there, so my voice is a little shot from all the crap I did this weekend. Yeah, we're literally recording this like a few hours after she got back. <laughs> I think so. I just got out of the car about like an hour ago. Oh, yay. So, um, anyway, um, so the dub announcement we're gonna have fun with today is something that Megan and I have been wanting to know about for forever, probably since the series came out last year, <laughs> more than likely, and that is for Noragami. Uh, <laughs> so... Do we want to explain what we were going to do for this? That we kind may, of... we we may as well. So initially, what came out of this was um, we initially had made a bet uh, <laughs> as to see who would get the most dub predictions correct for this casting, um, and whoever wins, the loser was gonna have to send them food from their home state. So, for example, if Megan were to win. I would have had to send uh, food specifically known in Maine to her, and if I were to win, she would have had to send stuff from Florida to me. So it would have been like oranges and Hooters wing sauce. <laughs> nice. I was gonna send you Moxie and Whoopie pies, so that's okay. Somebody was like, "Get her to send you lobsters," and I'm like, "That's expensive and mean." About to say that's expensive. No way in hell am I gonna do that. I'm sorry. I I love you, but not, not that as much. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, we kind of had to call the bet off, um, because the, we, we had found out, I think maybe a couple weeks ago, when the, uh, actual release date for the series was, on DVD, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll look at my dub predictions in, within the next few days, because I've been busy with other things. The dub announcement came out the next day. I had no time to relook at my predictions. I do have some, I just haven't made any adjustments to them since like months ago. So I was like, Megan? <laughs> uh, and I think like a... right back, I was like, yeah, uh, I didn't finish mine either. <laughs> so we're, we had, we, unfortunately, we had to call the bet off. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure it was either gonna end up tied or I was gonna be the one who lost. I'm pretty sure that you actually probably would've won. Um, I don't know about that, because none of my predictions are correct. I maybe no, no, no. have one name in the show, right? Well, the only thing I may have possibly gotten points for was the director, but we'll get to that in a second. See, I didn't even um, do that. <laughs> well, I didn't officially do it, but I was thinking about it. <laughs> I was like, maybe I can get points for it. Um, so, anyways, how um, how this is going to work is how it's normally going to happen. We're going to go through um, the announcement... Um, talk about our predictions since we did make some compared to when I did the Daigon Rampa video a couple weeks ago. Um, talk about who was actually cast, our opinions on it, and what we think of it. And that's the basic gist of it. So, why don't we start, as always, at the bottom of the list with the ADR director and the script writer. 
So, going back to my uh, little possible bonus points for this. Um, in terms of director, because I was actually thinking about this the day we heard about the, um, the uh, release date. I was like, who could possibly direct this? And I was like, uh, pers my personal preference was Mike McFarland. But then I was like, no, I don't think this is too high profile of a show for it to go to him. So I was like, who else could do it? And I was like, I guess I would be okay with Zach Bolton or Christopher Bevins directing it. I don't even know why I started predicting directors. I was like, this is new to me. So I was like, I would be okay with those two. The personal preference would be Mike McFarland, because that's always like the dream director to have with these kinds of things. Basically. Time. It is. And then scriptwriter, I'm like, nope, not even bothering with that one. Though I did kind of consider one person. which Who'd, I'm... who'd you consider is my question. <laughs> um, the same person who ended up getting it, actually. So? Which is... So, in actuality, the scriptwriter is Bonnie Clunkenbeard. And lo and behold, my personal preference for director came true, because it's Mike McFarland. So Yay! basically, if you really liked uh, the writing recently, I guess Bonnie did Death Parade, if I'm correct? Yes, Bonnie did Death Parade. She, I believe she did Rolling Girls as well. I'm going to admit I haven't watched Rolling Girls. Um, just, I haven't gotten the time to. I watched the simulcast of it, and I watched um, two episodes of the broadcast of uh, it's it's a decent series, um, in my opinion. It's just that it kind of draws itself out for too long. It doesn't exactly go anywhere by the end. That's my problem with it. But um, the dub, as far as I know of, was rather solid. But um, yeah, <laughs> we have Mike McFarlane and Bonnie coming in here. I'm okay with it. I'm excited. I know I, I'm pretty okay with Bonnie because I... Got a lot more familiar with her in Death Parade, and I really liked the writing on Death Parade. It seemed very good and was also very good at breaking my heart into teeny tiny little pieces. Or but wanting I... you to kick the crap out of people. Oh, fuck you, detective man. <laughs> Damn it, Kent That's Williams, Williams, you're an asshole. <laughs> but um, I think that it'll be good for Noragami, because Noragami does walk this really odd, fine line between being absolutely hilarious and absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, and, and there's it, a lot of... Sometimes it can go from, like, one to the other in, like, a snap. Yeah. And then there's also those um, cultural elements of it, and considering Bonnie is more of, like, a straight, faithful, like, adaptation in terms of her writing, it's gonna work really well here. Yeah, this is a series that I would prefer for it to stay a little bit more closer to it with its use of mythology and right. uh, naming, which is kind of a big thing in the story is people's names for certain characters so it's something where i think that taking too many liberties would be a little bit weird yeah like taking it and going like in a completely different direction with it it's like it's you can't do that with this one unfortunately i mean i know there's humor in it but you can only go so far with some of the mythological and cultural elements <laughs> like you can't just like go into like left field with it <laughs> And of course, Mike McFarlane, this is a no-brainer. I mean, like, especially since I've been picking up on his work lately with, like, Tokyo Ghoul and um, Attack on Titan, those two especially. Uh, he directed a good amount of episodes for um, Funimation's One Piece back in the day. He's, I think he's still at least involved, but not directing it outright. And then obviously the big one, 
anything and everything Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, I think we're I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah, and if you hadn't seen FMA or anything, and you've been watching the simulcast dubs of Tengu Route A, he's been doing a fantastic job, and especially in the latter half of causing a lot of angry, angry breaking sounds. Oh my god, that was me last week. <laughs> Watching what was it? it was episode ten I think yeah and that's not time. even and that's like not even the worst part that's coming and I won't say anything else please don't because I because t- as of right now I haven't I didn't finish watching the simulcast because I decided to opt to just follow the broadcast step so I don't know how this ends at this point and by the end of episode ten I'm pretty sure I was like slamming my desk and like wanting to flip tables and kill things with fire I'm like no <laughs> how dare you first of all how dare you. And then I think, yeah, I went on Twitter at one point. It was either uh, that same night or, like, the week before. And I tweeted to Mike McFarlane, J. Michael Tatum, Monica Rial, and Josh Greeley because McFarlane and Tatum are directors and Rial and Greeley are the writers for it. And I'm pretty sure I said something to the extent of, I hate you, but also love you at the same time for making me want to kill things. And I'm pretty sure Monica favorited that one at the very I end. think my favorite thing was the, uh, the, the reference to Planet of the Apes in that show. Oh my god, I remember you that. You damn dirty ape. <laughs> I remember that. And I A just, plus, 10 out of 10 on writing skills, <laughs> I'm kids. done. I, 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 when I heard that, I was like... To Monica and Josh, I'm like, okay, which one of you wrote the damn dirty ape line? Come on, Fesso. Bow <laughs> wow an wow. Never got an answer to that one. I'm like, damn it. Bow wow wow. I'll figure this out one of these days, and I'm gonna. Be or I'm like, gonna I'm gonna get to see one of them next month, so I will ask him. Oh, you're gonna see Josh next month? Yes, I will be seeing Josh. Ne- I will oh, actually be please. seeing. I'll be seeing a couple of people who are in this show and the director next month too. Oh. So. Oh, that's right, because you'll be seeing McFarland and I think uh, Tyndall, right? I'll be seeing, next month at Omni Expo, I will be seeing McFarlane, Josh Greeley, um, and if they're in this cast, I will mention if I see them or not. Okay. So, if you want to, put in the comment section if you want me to ask them things. Or I will take fan (laughs) questions. (laughs) Just nothing about weird shipping. Please, no! We had a discussion about this before we started recording, and we're not gonna go there. (laughs) Not right now. Not right um, now. So, obviously we're happy about the director and the scriptwriter here. So, no brainer. Moving on. Um, for the next several characters, I figured we could just pair them off. Yeah, that's... They, the show because is very the, weird about that, that everyone kind of comes in like a little duo or a trio. Yeah, and like the way the um, cast announcement was structured, they're kind of paired off anyway. In a sense, so it makes the most sense to pair them off in this, except for the last three, which are obviously going to be left separate. So, um, the first two, uh, Bishamon and Kazuma, they are the first two. This it's been a year since I've seen the show, but um, Bishamon is um, flying uh, lions and the most badass bitch in the show, <laughs> pretty much. And then Kazuma is one of her. Um, not followers. What the heck is the right word for it? I think it? that. Oh my god! I think it's like Shinkai or something. That might be what it is. Um, Whatever. Cosmo is adorable, and I'm sorry. They are. They are adorable together. I'm sorry. I shipped the. Sh- I'm sorry. As we talk about shipping, <laughs> I shipped. Uh, no. I. In, in disclosure, I've read the manga. Bishaimon Cosmo is like 
OTP material here. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I looked on Google Images while grabbing images to prep for make editing this video, and the, and there's a big OTP for that. I'm like, okay, hey. cool. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so predictions. So Bishamon, uh, who did you think was gonna be Bishamon? Uh, I actually had two names for this, um, both of which were completely wrong. Um, <laughs> my choices for Bishamon were, in full disclosure, I was also watching Kamisama Kiss, like, right when I did this, were nice. Lydia McKay or Jamie Markey. Okay, I could see either of them. I had, I only had one, and it's neither of the ones you picked. I had Colleen Clunkenbeard. That would have been really cool. <laughs> Colleen would have been a fun one, considering, like, her character of Urza and Fairy Tale. I think it would be kind of similar, except a little bit more tougher. Yeah, a little bit more Urza. tougher, and mm -hmm. this season you don't really see the vulnerability to that character. Next season, because there is a confirmed second season, Yay! Um, you'll you'll be seeing uh, what is called the Bishaimon arc in the manga, and it is my favorite part of the series. I'm excited for the next season, because this show... I would have been okay if it didn't have a second season, but I feel like the way it left off, it needed one, personally. Yeah. That was my thought, and I'm excited to see it happen. Um, as for Kazuma, who were you thinking? You'll actually be quite surprised who I had as Kazuma, because it's actually Micah Solzad. I had him as Kazuma because I thought, oh, he's kind of the cute glasses character a little that bit. That is interesting. A little bit more soft spoken particularly but still kind of like he knows what he's doing um but that's considering why I... you considering you love Micah Solisad and his work so much that is a little surprising however I, I also do... do love Cosma but not <laughs> as much as other characters in this show yeah but um like I also pegged Cos uh, Micah as Cosma but I also put J. Michael Tatum in there I feel like that like stereotypical Tatum role he would have been fine with it um, but I kind of would have preferred Micah. It would have been a lot of fun. But, not happening on either front. Um, so, Bishamon is being voiced by Elizabeth Maxwell. And Kazuma, big surprise for me here, is being voiced by Eric Vale. I did not think that Eric Vale was going to be anywhere near this dub, to be perfectly honest. Or if he was, he wasn't going to be Kazuma. Right. I thought, like, maybe, a, like, a different minor character, but, like, Cosmo, I'm like, what? <laughs> he's yeah. turning into the obligatory- he's turning into the person who has to be the obligatory glasses character. Because of this and Nishiki from Tokyo Ghoul. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, but Cosmo isn't as big of a bag of dicks as Nishiki can be. Um, That's fair. Cosmo is, is far, far nicer than Nishiki is. No. Um, and here's something hilarious. Um, one of the new spring shows, uh, Ultimate Otaku Teacher- like, I watched the first few episodes, and I'm like, you know what would be funny is having Eric Vale voice the main character, who is a glasses-wearing character, who is also an otaku, just for the shits and giggles. Like, just watching it. And apparently I'm not the only one who thinks that, because Hardy thinks that too. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. It's not my fangirling ways. But, um, Elizabeth Maxwell, she's one... At least for me, I haven't talked about in a while. And she actually hasn't done a lot, to be perfectly the honest. The only thing Aside that I've watched her really in is Attack on Titan. But then again, Ymir doesn't really talk much in the first season. Right. 
She's Ymir from Attack on Titan. Um, she's Makoto Kusanagi for Ghost in the Shell Arise, which, by the way, I did watch uh, the first two OVA episodes, and I think it's pretty solid, personally. I think it's a good successor to um, Mary McGlynn's uh, Kusanagi. That's just my opinion. Um, and she's actually recently been announced uh, for Sullied or Not as, uh, as Clay. No, she's not Clay. That was a mix-up on their website. Clay is Bryce that was the, I was trying to make a stupid joke. I was trying wow. to make a joke, and you ruined it. I'm sorry. Um, My yeah. brain is fried. I'm like, but Clay <laughs> um, is a dude and a sword, and he has to be Bryce, because Bryce has finally gone full circle from playing yeah. a sword-wielding Mary Sue to becoming an actual sword. Yeah, the joke, if you haven't caught on was um with the soul leader not announcement which was actually a couple days ago um there was a mix-up with uh shala gorgon and um clay and the original announcement apparently bryce pappenberg was going to be shala and <laughs> elizabeth maxwell was clay and everyone was like uh what <laughs> and, I, and i literally tweeted the Funimation. i'm like is pappenberg really gonna be shala because that would be the funniest thing i've ever seen no offense but <laughs> but it's Elizabeth Maxwell playing Shella. Um, considering the small, considering there's not much in her repertoire as of now, because um, I only know her for Attack on Titan and Ghost in the Shell Rise at this point, I think it's definitely going to be interesting. I, I think, think it's a good fit. I think honestly. this might get her out a little bit more because this was, um, comparatively, I know Ghost in the Shell Rise is probably not, it might be popular, but I don't know. Attack on Titan really popular playing a character that literally is, her name is never said once in the first season. Right, Ymir, like, Attack on Titan's a big show, but Ymir has, like, no involvement, really, in that first season. Yeah, she's more of so a second-season character. So it's very hard character. for her to get out there. Um, and then this character is... Bishaimon's not as much in the first season, but she's a lot... She does a lot more than Ymir would do. So I think this might right. make her a little more familiar in her books. Personally, because I, um... I did watch, uh... Ghost in the Shell Arise. Like I said, I think it's a good successor to Mary McGlynn's from Standalone Complex. Because um, this is a... In this one, it's a younger Makoto Kusanagi. Um, but so far, they've only dubbed the first two um, films, quote-unquote, or OVA episodes. The other two haven't been dubbed yet. And um, this season, there's actually Ghost in the Shell Arise Alternative, which is basically a slight retelling of the um, OVA series. Like, an edited version, except the last two episodes are going to be new material, if I remember right. So, they haven't done a lot with the dub for that yet. But I feel like she fits there, and I feel like this is going to... This will definitely... Noragami will definitely put her out there a little bit more. A lot more than Attack on Titan has, and maybe even Ghost in the Shell has at this point. It's like, I'm about to say, I don't think Soul Eater Not will do that, but... <laughs> that's just my opinion. And, um... <laughs> and uh Eric Vale, we all know, has been around for a while. <laughs> it's really funny that he's doing Cosmo and I'm like, I never thought I'd see the day Eric Vale would go that soft spoken and then again he's precious Shinna from Yona. I know, and it's precious, wonderful and precious, I love it. Precious Shinna. I love Too it. Too pure it's and so good cute. for this world. It's, oh yeah. Shinna is best dragon, but Yuna is best human. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she knows best dragon, and Eric Vale makes it so adorable. Cause for that, I have not, uh, before that I had not seen him go like soft spoken since like Fruits Basket. 
And that was a long ass time ago. That was ago. a long time ago. So, so I was really excited to see that happen. Um, in case you couldn't tell when I talked about Yona them before. But um, aside from Yona, and aside from Tokyo Ghoul, because we already talked that, um, there's also, of course, Sanji from One Piece. Um, what else? Because I pulled up ANN stuff beforehand. Uh, Trunks from a good amount of Dragon Ball Z stuff. Um... We said Yugi from Fruits Basket, so... Yugi from Fruits Basket. America and Canada from Hitalia, so there's that. Oh, wait, so technically speaking, never mind. Because Canada is a little bit more soft-spoken, actually. Canada's, like, the most soft-spoken character he's played. I forgot that he was Canada. I remembered he was America, but I completely <laughs> Everybody forgot Everybody forget Can- Everyone forgets Canada exists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so, okay, it hasn't been too long since he did a soft-spoken character. Okay. This, Cosmo's gonna be interesting for me to say, honestly. Because I'm like, again, I'm like, what? I did not think he was gonna be anywhere near this, to be perfectly honest. And I, and Eric Vale, once again, is one of the few voice actors I actually fangirl over. I do want to, I do want to mention one thing. He's also a talking earring in this show. This is true, I forgot about that part. Cosmo is an earring. Um, <laughs> so I guess, I guess Eric kind of wins the otherworldly weapon. He kind of loses the otherworldly weapon coolness lottery in that he's a freaking earring. A flower earring. <laughs> it does wonders for his masculinity. <laughs> it's like, I play trunks. I play this. I also play Cosmo who turns into a talking earring. <laughs> Well, she's also, she, wow, Cosmo's also, um, Bishamon's more of her, like, right-hand man anyway. So, yeah. Kind of makes sense, but still. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. I was like, I think this, these two castings is gonna be fine, personally. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm just definitely interested to see what's gonna happen here with Eric Vale as Cosmo, because I'm like, what? And I think Elizabeth Maxwell, Elizabeth Maxwell, considering what I've seen from her, even though she hasn't done a lot. I think this is going to be a lot of fun and a walk in the park for her, honestly. Yeah. Um, so next, Rabo and Nora. Uh, I don't know why they are on the list before Bishamon and Cosma, but that's okay. <laughs> Nora, I would see why Nora is up there, but not Rabo. Yeah, Rabo, no. But we'll get to that in a second, because we, we already know why Rabo's announced to begin with. Um... <laughs> We'll get to that in a second. Um, I will admit I have no predictions for this because these are the two I didn't do. You didn't have anything for these two? Uh, no, because I was trying to think and then I stopped because I didn't know when the DVDs were coming out and then we got the announcement and like you said before, we kind of had like one day to do it. Yeah, and then like at the time, like I was doing shit, you were probably busy with like convention work and stuff like that. Yeah, regular work and con stuff. Yeah, so we didn't exactly have enough time to re look at our predictions and stuff um so i i at least had predictions for them uh robo i was thinking robert mccollum and nora i was thinking bryn april that's what i was thinking of i would love to see bryn april get to actually play like a creepy child and that still hasn't happened and it kind of upsets me i know i thought that would have been a good fit like i know she can do like cutesy like she can do die bryn april can do like a diabetes cute <laughs> it's um, great like, if, if Krista from Attack on Titan taught us anything. <laughs> between, I don't know what's worse, between, like, Krista and Ritsu. Oh, lord. <laughs> Ritsu from Assassination Classroom. 
Oh, boy. Ritsu, um, why are you wearing a parka? You don't even have a body. Yeah, but I also know, like, she can at least play slightly evil. Um, even though this other sh- show is complete comedy, she's playing Roka and Defrag. And I've ah. seen some clips where, um, because Roka has, is, like, the characters, majority of them have, like, these element types, like they're Pokemon or something. And for Roka, she's a mix of fire, which is for some stupid reason acting like a complete Moe character, as well as darkness, where she will just put these darkness bags on people's heads. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's great. And it, Bryn is perfect for that, by the way. Um, and Robert McCollum is Robbo. Honestly, I thought that it would have worked really well, especially after what I've seen him do with Ginty and Death Parade. Oh, Ginty. Like, granted, I made my predictions before, a little bit before the broadcast up started for the season. Oh, Ginty. <laughs> but I was like, but now afterwards, I'm like, Ginty, okay, he can do this. But also there's like Jalal um, from Fairy Tale, um, and a few other things. But I'm obviously wrong. So Nora, I'm going to start with Nora, is Lauren Landup. And Robbo, and this is the reason why we think that this was announced. Yeah. Mike McFarland. Yeah, for anyone who, because I'll say this because the first three volumes are out in the U.S., Robbo is not in the, what is Noragami proper, I guess I'll call it, because there are a couple of, like, little spinoff mangas. And there is one called uh, Clash Yield Gods of Calamity that does have Robbo. But in what is, like, the proper, like, manga one, manga two, manga three, manga four... Robo never shows up. Nora is a huge character in the manga, and I right. freaking hate her. Um, <laughs> we all do. I, I I kind of want to punt Nora into the sun with alloys from Black Butler too. Um, <laughs> they can both burn oh, for all fuck I care. Alloys. Fuck, fuck alloys. Fuck that little boy. Not well. Oh god, I could have used so much better wording on that. Oh god. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but. I guess only because Mike is Robbo, who shows up for two episodes to be a complete and total dick to Yato. Yeah. And rubs salt in every goddamn wound. Yeah, he's yeah. literally, like, in the last, like, two episodes of the show, and then, bye. Bye, like, Felicia. Wait, doesn't he, like, doesn't he come in, like, at least a couple times, but doesn't actually say anything before then, that? Like, he just kind of, like, stands there menacing, so we, I, I... <laughs> Granted, I haven't watched this show in almost a year for Me some too. stupid reason. Me too. Um, Robbo doesn't really do much besides be menacing and be a dick. Pretty much. But, like, <laughs> but we were talking about this before we started recording it. We're like, yeah, the only reason why Robbo is even announced is because Mike McFarland. Because we were wondering, like, where's Tenju? Yeah, where's, like, that Tenju is and Mayumi? We and. We're like, why Robbo? And then we saw Mike McFarlane, and then, like, the Mike McFarlane Illuminati kind of started. <laughs> in which... That's if, a thing now. In which, if you've ever watched any show Mike McFarlane has... Anything Mike McFarlane has directed, I think Sans... He's, he's somewhere where in, in it. Like, Sans may be the Wolf Children. Yeah, I he think... He is somewhere in maybe. there. Like, I haven't watched the Wolf Children dub, and I'm kind of waiting for Mother's Day to drop that one on my mom. Because I am a great oh, daughter. No, because wasn't... I am a great daughter. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to, to ruin everything because I'm looking at his uh, credits. He is in Wolf Children. As a Gosh, darn it. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah. I thought you were saying no. His... Don't show your mom the Wolf Children on Wolf Street. And you're a horrible person. No, um, but um, but oh my god. Let's see. There's aside from Noragami and Wolf Children. I mean, 
He's a mon in Tokyo Ghoul. He's a mon from Tokyo Ghoul. He's Jean Kierstein from Attack on Titan. He's also Jean Havoc in Full Metal Alchemist playing two Jeans. Flip shit. And then, um, what else? Buggy the Clown from One Piece. Because he did direct the early episodes of One Piece, and obviously Buggy the Clown comes in by, like, episode five. So... It's 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 weird. I, Mike, I I just started picking that up recently. Mike when I saw McFarland this I'm like, Illuminati. What? I'm like, oh my god, this Mike is Mike McFarland Illuminati. Um, but I kind of want to see what he can do with evil. Yeah, because he doesn't usually play villain. Yeah. Well, Sans Buggy the Clown. Right. Well, except for Buggy the Clown. Buggy the Clown is like so goofy and ridiculous. Like Robbo is like complete opposite of that. Robbo is a giant dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I really do want to see what he does with this. Like, I'm very interested. Like, I know, I, I know you're happy with where Amon's headed now for Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> I remember yeah, after, that. Yeah, after, like, it took a... It honestly, it took a little while. It took Luckily, a while. Morgan Garrett's character came in, and I was like, I'm too distracted by Akira being awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I don't know how well it'll work, but it has me very curious. On the other hand, I'm actually really happy with Laura Landa playing Nora. Yes. I have generally enjoyed Lauren Landa and everything she's been in. I remember her being, like, the, one of the two voices I actually liked in Madoka Magica. And right, because she, she plays Kyoko Sakura. No, she... Yeah, oh yeah. I keep yeah. on getting Sayaka and them confused because their names are relatively the same. Right, um, and she's also, for anyone who probably... We'll know this one a bit better. She's Annie from Attack on Titan. And Annie is... Annie is, um... Interesting. I was like, what's the right word? Interesting is the right word here. Um, Without I, going into spoilers. Yeah. I feel like... I kind of feel like it'll be similar to Annie, except more of a child form. Yeah, because Nora is a little... Is a little... Is one of the creepiest children I've ever seen in an anime. <laughs> she's, she's so creepy. She's like... She's she's delightfully creepy, but at the same time, you kind of want to punch her in the face. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> can we not? <laughs> it's like, can you please stop messing... Can you please stop fucking with Yukine? Can you please leave Yato alone? Oh, no. Please. It's like he doesn't need creepy, your shit. It's like that creepy, like, little girl that keeps following Yato around, and, like, Yato doesn't have the nerve to just tell her, like, go oh the hell away. God. It's nuts. And, like, and she's the reason why, basically, I was like, it, I'd be okay with just the season one, but it definitely needs a season two. She's the big reason, because she, she kind Nora kind of drops something, uh, like a hint or some kind of uh, cliffhanger moment, really, at the end of the series. About I'm gonna, I, like, I don't want to, like, I'm gonna say this out of context, but is it something about Yato's dad? It might be. I don't I'm remember, because sure. it's been a year. I think I'm that pretty sure it is, and all I can say is, fuck you, Yato's dad. Oh. Oh, fuck oh. that guy. I am very interested. I may have to find the manga if I don't want to wait forever for season two. Um, but yeah, I think Lauren Landa is gonna be fine here. It's, I think it's gonna be like Annie, except in child form, honestly, which is gonna be fine. I haven't seen her uh, do Madoka Magica. I've seen Madoka Magica, but not the dub. So yeah, I I've seen, seen her do Madoka Magica. I saw about a couple clips of Madoka, and I was like, I tried it. I'm gonna stick with the Japanese. Yeah, I heard it wasn't that fantastic, <laughs> but um, I'm fine it's not Anaplex's best. It's not Anaplex's shining moment. 
Omniplex doesn't exactly have shining moments last I checked. So uh, Kill Kill's pretty good. I just I need to rewatch the dub. Um anyway. Lauren, Landa, we're in agreement, it's fine. Mike McFarlane, at least to me, as Robo is gonna be an interesting. Because I am curious about it. Yeah. I'm not sure how well it's gonna come out. Because I mean, like, we had that adjustment period already with Amon and Tokyo Ghoul. And it took a it, like it quite honestly did take a little while. It took it took a while, because um when we talked about it last time. Originally, I was hearing Jean Kirstein. I was not hearing Amon. Like, I think that was, like, the, the exact words that I had said when talking about Amon. So, I believe I mentioned that he needed to shove a stick up his ass. Yes, you did. And you were very thrilled when he finally did. You, she, she yeah, Folks, she literally tweeted me about this. She, she was like, he finally shoved the stick up his ass. And I was like, yes. <laughs> she was my, so, Megan my, was all excited. My Twitter feed on Wednesday nights is a gold mine of stupidity and hysterical laughter. Yeah. If you ever want to follow us on Twitter, make sure you do so on Wednesday nights during the Double Talk blog. Or if I'm at a con. Or apparently yeah. this week if I'm at a con because I sprayed myself in the face with perfume at one point. Oh god. Bottom line is we say some weird shit. Um, anyway. I think we're in agreement that this is gonna be interesting for Lauren and Mike to take on. Um... Next, the last pair that we're gonna play. The with. cutest character in the show, Sans Yukine. <laughs> um. Kofuku and Daikoku. Um, Kofuku is uh, the goddess of poverty, correct? If I'm yes, right? she is yes. the goddess of poverty. It's like, because there was some sort of shenanigans that happens fairly early on when they first meet her. Yes, like, she, you already first meet her anyway. She disguises herself as another god who we may see in season two. Oh, okay. So, and then Daikoku is obviously the person that... Is her man. Basically, yes. Um, so, what were you thinking for these two? Um, my pick for Kofuku was going, scraping the quite easiest choice I could find, which was Monica Rial. And Daikoku was Chris Sabat. Okay. Uh, Daikoku for me was Chris Sabat. I think that would have been pretty obvious. Um, Kofuku, I did have Monica Rial. But I also had Tia Ballard and Jeremy Lee. Um, Jeremy, obviously, I felt like would have been the best out of the three. Tia Ballard, I picked her mainly because I liked her role as Nanami from Kamisama Kiss. See, that's why I put Tia Ballard somewhere else. Um, <laughs> oh, I already know where you put her now. Yeah, now that. you can now you can kind of figure out where I had Tia Ballard in this whole little <laughs> this dog and pony show. Um, but... Yeah, I, those were the ones that I felt would have been fine. But I'm perfectly fine with who was cast as Kofuku. Daikoku, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about. I will say that. I don't know how well it's going to go. Kofuku is Alexis Tipton. And Daikoku is Ian Sinclair. Okay, I don't know how many people have seen the, like, the little trailer that people put out of this with the dub clips. Kofuku sounds adorable as hell. Alexis Tipton is so cute. It's perfect. Just the stop fighting! It's so cute. I love it. Um, Because Alexis Tipton, she's been doing some work recently. um, Because she's... She's... uh, Um, She's Maria from Maria the Virgin Witch and um, Kureha from Yurikuma. Those are the two big ones she's doing recently, as well as um, she's reprising a smaller role for the second season of Kamisama Kiss. But she's also done, oh lord, what else has she done? Um, Saya Kisaragi from Blood Sea. Um, I'm just looking through things and picking things out. 
uh, these things that I'm slightly familiar with. <laughs> okay, nothing's really popping up. Oh, Honey from Space Dandy. There's another one. Um, yeah, those are a couple really well, rather well-known ones. Um, I would say Honey is kind of the closest to Kofuku. Honey, I would definitely say, is the closest. And I would say Kareha is kind of the farthest end of this. And I adore her, Kareha. I've only watched Yurikuma in English, hence why I haven't finished Yurikuma. But my feelings on Yurikuma in that it is quite possibly the most amusing dub I've ever watched just for angry lesbian Caitlin Glass. Um, oh my god. I, I, I only watched the simulcast, and I think I watched like two episodes of the dub. And I, I was like, Caitlin Glass, yes. Yes. <laughs> Please do more of this. Yes. Uh-huh. This is, it, it's fantastic. But I decided not to continue with the broadcast up for that one. I'm just like, I need to process what the hell I actually watched first. But anyway, Alexis Tipton definitely perfectly fine here. And then Ian Sinclair's Daikoku. Because first of all, we have Dandy from Space Dandy, Gija from Yona of the Dawn, Brooke from One Piece. What the hell? <laughs> Dai, I mean, Daikoku, he can be kind of, he's he's clearly the straight man in the this relationship. He he kind of puts up with Kofuku and Yato's, like, kind of bullshit. Because they are, Kofuku and Yato are kind of, like, two very weird children when they're around each other. Yeah, they're, that is true. They're, they're kind of, like, giving, like, immortal beings sugar and telling them to go on it. And Daikoku is kind of like, Daikoku is kind of like, okay, I'm the responsible adult and all this. Calm yourselves, kitties. Um, (laughs) Pretty much, he is. So it's very, it is going to be kind of odd to hear Ian Ian do that. Because I don't, because I don't remember the last time I heard him be the actual straight man in the whole thing. Yeah, even. Because like, Dandy is nowhere near the the straight man. The only time I can remember is, um, maybe Carnival. He was kind of the straight man in Carnival. Okay, I need to. Watch that dub still. But yeah, because like, Tatum was Tatum was the little shithead in that one. Oh, great! And that and that really and in the relationship between the two air captains, that was Tatum. Because <laughs> I thought Tatum was I thought Tatum was Ian's character. When I found out it was Ian, I was like, this is some black magic. Um, voice acting magic. I remember that conversation. Voice acting black magic. The voice acting <laughs> black magic conversation. Um, but I mean, like for me, from my experience, I mean, Dandy is no way a straight character. Book is no G- way a straight character. Gija, I Gija don't even is know the what butt the butt of the joke. I don't even know what's going on with Gija half the time. Gija is just the butt of every joke at this point. Gija and I is think, basically and I think te- Sinclair does that wonderfully, by the way. Gija is basically like Tequila Joseph Joestar to me. <laughs> nice. So this there was a lot of JoJo's involved with my weekend. <laughs> and I mean, like, because I've seen Shiki and he's um, Tatsumi. That's not exactly a straight character. Like, Tatsumi has some of his humorous moments, too. But it's definitely one of the more, like, devious characters that I've seen him play. And the only one I can really think of is, but it hasn't come out yet, is Sosuke from Free is kind of the straight man. Right! In... You haven't seen that either yet. But Shoot. but Free, unfortunately, isn't out yet, and he's kind of the straight man to Vic Mignogna's crying shark Rin. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm interested to see how that dynamic is gonna. Yeah, play. I'm. I'm wondering if this and free were maybe recorded around the same time. It's because, very possible. Because I think this Danganronpa and free. I remember them, especially say with Danganronpa, that they had been sitting on the announcement for a while. They have been sitting on it, I, and I think for, me, for I think this I, too. I, I think I mentioned um, when I was talking about Danganronpa, I wasn't sure if like. Because it, it took a little while before, like, they got the home video rights, actually, if I remember right. 
and then like they were sitting on this for a while and then I mean because but the difference between like Noragami and Daigon Rampa Daigon Rampa came out like summer 2013 Noragami came out like last year so they, they've, they've been sitting on Danganronpa a lot longer than Noragami. <laughs> I think Danganronpa might have had something to do with the games, too. That might have been the big thing. The gaming, the game cast, because the casts are actually different besides Bryce. Yeah, Bryce is the only one coming back in. Which Main I think, which is, which is cool. It's cool that they at least got Bryce Pappenberg to come in for that. But anyway, we're fine with Tipton here as Kofogu. I'm pretty sure we can agree with that. Yeah, Daikoku, for me at least, is going to be interesting to see. Because I'm it, like, Sinclair I'm, is a straight man. What? <laughs> yeah, it might be a little bit more interesting for people who are more familiar with Dandy and stuff. Me, I'm a little, like, less tense about it, but I'm still really interested. Right, because, like, I think the majority of people are more used to seeing Sinclair at this point in more comedic roles. Or at least, like, slightly dramatic, but having comedic elements to it. This is more of a case where there's like barely any comedic moments for the for that character at all. So yeah, he is quite a, he is quite in. I mean, there's a few, but the yeah, biggest like, thing I remember Daikoku doing in the series is actually probably maybe the most dramatic thing that happens. So it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but I feel like it's pretty good. I feel like so far it's solid casting, though some of them I'm rather. Why is it the boy? I'm noticing it's the boys that I'm curious about. The girls yeah, I'm the, okay with. It's the boys I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and now we're getting into like the main three characters, and I think this one kind of all of like caused all of us to like tilt our heads and go, what the hell? Yeah. Um. So Yukine, Yukine exists. Um. <laughs> oh and, my god, I love him so much. I know, I love him too. And ironically enough, because we did chat a little before recording this. We had the same, same prediction. person. We both thought it was going to be Josh Greeley coming in here. And to be fair, can you blame any of us? Um, the real answer made me a little bit more than happy because Yukine, at least on my end from where I review at, um, we always do like a best male, best female character. Yukine was my number three, only behind Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul and Kosei from Your Lie in April. Right. Um, so I'm quite happy with who's Yukine. Well, duh. But, like, considering <laughs> Josh's repertoire, and, um, considering how well he can do, because we've talked about this before, about how good he can do with very broken characters. Oh, God, poor Yukine. And considering the shit that Yukine goes through, that's why Josh would have been a good fit here that we felt anyway. But, <laughs> surprise! Um, it's, it's Micah Solasad. And I think I might have cried a little. Um, <laughs> I would not have been surprised if I, I cried do. a little bit. It is me. It is, if there's one thing I, I love as much as Tokyo Ghoul, it's probably Micah. It's work. <laughs> Micah's work. Not, he is an adorable human being, but he's also quite happily either still dating or engaged to Afaya. And she is also quite adorable. To me, I think it's safe to say that you are, like, on the same, like, fangirling level of Micah's work that I am with, like, Eric's work. Fail. And I I really do think that he can do this. Um, It's definitely so different and more complex than what I've seen him do. I mean, for me, I've seen him do not as broken. I don't think he's ever played a character this broken. But I've seen him get to do, um, kind of a little bit more complex was, uh, 
His character in Birdie the Mighty had a lot going on. Um, okay. For me, Guilty Crown had a little bit of complexity when he was playing Gaisu Sugami. Um, Maybe Ame and the Wolf Children, but I haven't watched that in English yet, so I can't say. Um, he, he did pretty good with, um, because he plays the older Ame, not, like, the entire freaking character. He plays the older, older Ame. Older Ame is also kind of a bag of dicks, too. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the older Ame, his performance of that, I thought it was pretty good. Um, but I, last time I watched that film was, like, a year ago. Um, but this is definitely a little, very different, very, very different than what he's done in the past. And I think he even said himself that this was very challenging for him to do. Yeah, he's a very... Yukine is a very complex character with a lot of things going on. And quite he quite possibly maybe carries the first nine episodes of the show on his shoulders as a character. Basically, um, he does, yeah. I don't think so. It is, it's all about him. It's a lot... It's, it is a, it is kind of, in a way, all about Hiroyato and Yukine. But it's mostly Yukine's story. At least for and that getting, first season, the majority of it. Yeah, it's kind of getting like, through what yeah, happened to him. Yeah, because, like, the final couple of episodes or so, it kind of more turns into Yato and his story because of Nora and Rabo, because they're assholes. But <laughs> for the majority of it, yeah, it is Yukine's story. And to see... I'm very interested to see what he's going to do with a very different character that he's played and see how he's going to carry that through. Because he can carry a major character. He's already proven that much. It's just this kind of character it's going to be interesting to see what happens with. Yeah, so I'm really happy and I cannot wait to get this on DVD just to see that. Me too. I'm also very excited for it. Um, Hiori. Hiori is the only one I did not have a prediction for, actually. I did have a prediction for it, and if you didn't guess by my comment earlier, it's Tia Ballard. Um, I was watching, like I said, I was watching Kami-sama Kiss, and she did Nanami, and Hiori is a, to me, reminded me a lot of her, but was also kind of a departure, so I wanted to see if Tia Ballard could do it. Right, and I mean, like, Tia Ballard, she's done, I wasn't too, the first time I ran into Tia Ballard um, was for Shiki as Megumi, and I wasn't a fan of that. But she kind of turned it around with Nanami. Uh, so for me, it's like, Tia Ballard can do comedy. Don't put her near anything dramatic. Tia Ballard can do comedy. But with this one as a mix of the two, maybe, maybe she could have done it. She might have been able to do it. That's why I kind of more put her with Kofuku, because Kofuku's more of the adorable, slightly more comedic character, and I felt like she would have carried that a lot better. But anyway, um, Bryn April is Hiori. I'm also seeing her next month. <laughs> oh, I uh, should have mentioned that with Elizabeth Maxwell is also one of the other people I'm seeing. Oh, there um, you go. Burn Apple's really starting to gain some ground here. She, she's, I have she's not still disliked fairly anything new, she's in. Actually. She's still fairly new. I haven't like, disliked anything I've seen her in, too. Yeah. Like, because she's, cause she's um, Krista from Attack on Titan. She's Ritsu from Assassination Classroom, we found out fairly recently. She's Roka from Defrag. She is... She's doing the monkey version of Mamoru from the second season of Kami-sama Kiss. Yeah. She's Izumi Ko from Red Data Girl. She she was announced as Tsugumi for uh, Soul Eater Notch. So she's been doing a lot of things. She's I doing a lot she's... more recently. I want to say she was somebody in Danganronpa, but I don't remember. I don't think she was. She's not. She um she had a small role uh, in Death Parade. That um, Oh, the, God, the that was bowling... the other thing that... The bowling with Micah, episode, of all things. The bowling with Micah. episode with Micah. Yes, that was another one she did. Um, so she's she's starting to really gain some attention. I think, like, for her and Clifford Chapman 
are the two that are starting to gain some ground recently. Seeing him opinion. next month. <laughs> Yay. But I think, based on the trailer that I heard, and, like, thinking about it, I feel like this is gonna be great. Like, this is definitely yeah, I... one of... She's definitely gonna have a lot more to do. I mean, Krista has a bit, but, like, Hiori has a lot more. Yeah, Hiori here. is kind of, like, the weird anchor of this show. She is... She's a bit. She's also a bit of the straight man in this show. She like, she does have some humor to her though. But. She has a lot of humor to her, but she's also kind of like the one. In, she's like the moral center of like these two guys, right? Because really God knows if Yato was left to his own devices, I don't know what he would do with himself. Oh my um, God! If Yato was just doing his own thing, we, we it would be a mess. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Bryn can carry this character. Again, I haven't disliked her anything I've heard her in. Um, Same she's great as Krista. She is quite possibly diabetes in assassination classroom. <laughs> quite possibly. Um, I, I do. Oh, I do. So en- cute. I do enjoy her as Roka from the clips I seen of Defrag, and um, uh, the trailer I saw for Soul Eater, not for Sugumi. I think it's a good fit, honestly. She was really cute as that, like from what I heard too. Right, and then I still need to. Rewatch Red Data Girl. I own that I actually, DVD. I actually have to watch it. Ah. Which, ironically enough, Red Data Girl, that's another uh, Bryn Her and Micah. Like a solo side pairing right there. <laughs> but I think I think Bryn's gonna be fine here, honestly. It's gonna be wonderful. I'm excited for it. Like Now on to the big tuna. Yeah. I just wanna say, like, it's definitely gonna be different for Bryn because it's not as cutesy of a role that we've seen from her so far. It's a little bit more mature, I think. Right, that's like, gonna be an interesting point. Slightly more mature than most things, um, but not like, look at me, I'm cute in my way. Right, it's not gonna be to that degree. So it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what she can do with a more, with a slightly slides, more serious and mature character. Slides a little bit more towards the Krista scale. A little bit, yeah. A little Just bit. more important than Krista. <laughs> Just more important, yes. Um, okay, so the big one, uh, Yato. Oh, lordy, Yato. Lord. Did you want to say who you thought it was going to be, or you want me to go first? I guess I'll say mine, because I kind of... I was going by someone who was in quite a lot of things, as quite a lot of leads, and quite a lot of characters who are slightly like Yato, so I had Austin Tyndall. Ooh, because Austin Tyndall, if you had talked to us maybe about a month or two ago, we would probably have been like, I don't know about this Austin Tyndall guy. But now it would have been like, Why put I Austin Tyndall, Tyndall in, there. in this. L- yeah, I would agree. His karma agree is his karma is fantastic. Karma is fantastic. I love Joseph love- from Maria. Um, Kaneki. Oh Key. Lord, Kaneki. Oh God, Kaneki. Um, you that boy is gonna owe me an explanation. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you make me cry? <laughs> How dare you? dare you? And I mean, like, I mean, again, the curious thing about what Kaneki is going back to season one, but, like, I think, because in episode 10 of Root of A, there's a little bit of flashbacks to, like, And he sounded quite it adorable. Sound, it sounded fine. Like, even he if sounded, it was just a little small thing. Still yeah. curious about Monica and Christopher, though, as Rize and um, Jason, but... <laughs> I guess I'll wait and see what happens. But, um, my, I had two. One was, uh, 
probably one probably would make much more sense. The other one was very bold, and I think I told you about this the bold one before. So the one that I figured would make some interesting sense, and I felt would be a pretty decent fit, uh, considering the stuff that I had seen him do recently. I had picked Clifford Chapman to be one of my choices. For I would have been so happy with that. I felt like that would have been a fun one for him to do. Well, because I don't <laughs> think he's done, like, has he? I don't know if he's done, like, a proper, like, lead character. He is the lead character for um, Tokyo Ravens. Okay, he I have to watch that. He is doing the lead character. I haven't seen it either, but I know he's the lead character for that because I did see the dub announcement for that. Um, but otherwise than that... Like, I would have loved to have seen him do a lead character on a rather large property, like this one. Because I don't know how well Tokyo Ghoul did. Not not Tokyo Ghoul. Wow, uh, Tokyo Ravens Tokyo did. Ravens. He's in Tokyo Ghoul, by the way, is Hide. <laughs> oh, um, God. Oh, oh. Hide. <laughs> oh, I do not want to start crying. I already know I'm going to start crying. Thanks, Clifford, for that one. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I felt like Clifford would have been a good choice there. And then my really bold out-of-the-box one, and considering some of the recent cast announcements, it could have been a possibility. I had Bryce Pappenbrook as a possible Yato, because I had, at the at the time I was making this list, I had watched some of the dub episodes of Blood, of Blood Lad, and I was like, because Staz, the way he plays it, it's a bit spazzy of a character, very, very humorous. I'm like, why the hell not? Let's see what he does here. <laughs> Yato is kind of like a spaz of all spaz. Right, so I was like, the Pappenbrook would have been a fun choice there. Because I feel like, <laughs> I came up with a stupid slogan now that spazzy Pappenbrook is best Pappenbrook. Because <laughs> I find it so humorous, even though I do like him as Eren in an Attack on Titan, and I did like what he did as a kid with Trigun and Little Vash. I do like some of the other, the other stuff that he's done. But then there's, like, unfortunately, there's Kirito from Zora Online <laughs> that I didn't like. But Oh, Kirito, you little piece of shit. And I, mean, um, like, and, and I probably wouldn't have been too far off base if it was actually him, considering... Well, Daigon Rampa doesn't exactly count, because he's just reprising his role from the video game. But Soleil or Not is really the big one that made me... That now was like, oh, it could have been possible he was Yato. Because he's um, doing clay. So I was like, okay, why not? But um, it's none of these. It's a name I have yet to see come up during these dub talk videos, actually. Uh, Jason Lebrecht is Yato. Or Jason Lieber, depending on who you ask. Um, well, have you it's, seen it's, any- It's spelled like Lebrecht, so. I can't pronounce crap for days, so <laughs> I can't you're either. probably right. Well, I could be wrong. I can't speak for days either, but um, He's been around, actually, for a while. A decent amount of time. Um, cause, oh lordy, Train Hartnet what are from- you? Train Hartnet from Black Cat. Uh, Hey, uh, from Dark in the Black. Akira Takizawa from Eden of the East. Oh god, what else? All uh, of the Shaorans in Tsubasa. <laughs> uh, he did a role in Carnival, actually. Oh god, I forgot who he was in Carnival. Uh, Kiharu. Oh god, I, I have watched Kiharu again. Uh, I like I said I've watched Carnival, but it's been a little bit. Yeah. Um, he he's he's done a handful of things at this point. I know he's somewhere in Princessy Gynax Land. Princessy Gynax Land. He's somewhere in Petite Princess Yushi. I know he's someone in. Uh, that. Gaga. Yes, 
That's right. He is Gaga in that show. Who is a also, little demon maid. He's also a Sohei for wolf children. I so think he's been in I, stuff. Yeah, he's done quite a bit. He's been around for a while, especially like if you if you need train Hartnett from Black Cat. Because I was probably and I like love dubbed, Black Cat. And that was dubbed probably like what mid two thousands maybe. God, Black Cat maybe like eight years. God, was it eight years ago? <laughs> My friend We're is in old. the room, and I remember I bought Black Cat the same con I met her at, and she has passed out asleep in my bed. Yeah. Um, oh, he's also he's also Finian from Black Butler. I forgot about that. Oh, we don't talk about Finian from Black Butler. <laughs> we don't talk about Finian. Finian, cute little adorable shit. I wasn't sure about it actually at first, but then I saw the trailer, and I was like, I'm, I like I was where this is going. Sold. I was sold by the trailer, and then I was like. When I think about it, Yatu and Train have a lot in common as yeah, characters. Actually. Yeah, they're I very, think about very, it. they're very, very much like each other. But you get to see a little bit more of darker Train before you get happy, stupid Train. Yeah, and then with Yato, majority of the time it's happy, stupid Yato, and then you have a few moments where it's darker Yato. Because Yato is kind of an idiot. Yato is an idiot. <laughs> Let's He's be an honest. Here. Idiot. He's. Or if you watch my, or if you watch the podcast I'm on, apparently he's the sexiest idiot of 2014. Um, <laughs> no, how he beat Makoto from free, I don't know. Um, he beat Makoto from free. Oh, if you can believe it. Oh my god, that says a lot right there. <laughs> it's the eyes, I'm telling you, it's those eyes. But those beautiful like, blue eyes. Oh, <laughs> he's such a, he's such a goober. I feel like Jason Lebrecht is going to have so much fun with this one. So I don't know how you fun. can't have fun playing Yato as a character. He's so weird. He's such an idiot, <laughs> and he's so full it's of himself wonderful. and such a dork, but there's something to him that's really sad that he doesn't want to let people see, and then he gets this really dickish little kid and this girl <laughs> up his butt, and you're like, what is wrong with you? I love Yato. I love him, too. He is such an adorable dork. He is, and I'm very excited to see where this goes. If I mean, if all else fails, hop on the McFarland train. We're good. <laughs> but um, I feel like Jason Lebrecht is going to be perfectly fine. It's going to be a. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun and something different. I have that I haven't seen that I've seen from him in a good while. Because I think the last time I saw something with him was and it was um, End of the East actually the movies anyway. Um, but this was like a few years ago. So it's been a while. <laughs> and I'm very interested to see where this is going to go, honestly. I think the last thing I watched Jason in was probably Subasa Chronicles because I'm a sadistic person. <laughs> nice. I, I literally bought the Subasa OVAs just because Micah were in them, okay? Why am I not surprised? It's me. Exactly. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> he was great in them, and I actually do like Subasa Chronicles. Um, I actually do like that series, despite it being a horrible train wreck. Um, I think I've only watched a few episodes of that, but anyway. Oh I my th- god, the OVAs are so great and so horrible. <laughs> nice. Um, I think we're on the same opinion that Yato's gonna be fine and it's gonna be wonderful. And the, and the, we need to pre-order this set now. <laughs> I Yeah, like, after I get the commission I'm getting done, there goes my money. Um, Once I figure out my living situation after graduation, there goes my money. <laughs> congratulations so that way I can on your get graduation, shipped. by the way. <laughs> what? Congratulations on your graduation, by the way. Aw, thank you. 
technically, as of recording this, it's a few weeks away, but thank you. <laughs> In case I forget later. <laughs> <laughs> In case that happens. <laughs> but anyway. Looking at the cast, like, overall, and, like, directing and scripting. Again, why is it I'm so curious about the boys and I'm perfectly fine with the girls? <laughs> yeah, like, Because I'm so like, Eric Vale. Usually it's the Mike other way. McFarley. Yeah, I'm like, Eric Vale, Mike McFarlane, Ian Sinclair, Micah, and Jason. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> They are and it's ones still that not I would not the weirdest expected. casting. It's still not the weirdest like question mark casting I've seen in a long time. Right. I, I guess I just because again I got none of my predictions right at all except maybe yeah, director I, if we really wanted to let that count. But <laughs> but still it's like I got none of my predictions right and I'm like what in the world happened here? <laughs> but personally I'm excited. I cannot wait to have this on DVD. Like Me I can't too. wait to sit down and watch it again. I'm excited. I'm like, yeah. And I'm going to pre-order the hell of it after graduation happens <laughs> and I know where I'm going to I'm going to sit by my door and wait until July when it comes in. Like, Scott Pilgrim waited for that package from Amazon.ca. Because it's coming oh. for, it's coming out, uh, what was it, July... Oh, it's right in front of my face, too. July 7th. 7, 7, Yep, July 7th. Yeah, I had a bunch so of people it's... at this con ask me this week, when is Noragami coming out on DVD? And I'm like, July 7th. Yeah. That's around, isn't that, I think that's, like, either before or after, um, Anime Expo, actually. I believe Anime it's Expo just should be around after, that time. I believe Anime it's Expo just after Ex Anime Expo. Right, because it should be just around that time. My guess is that they probably will premiere it there. Oh, lucky bastards. If you're at, if you're at Anime Expo, and if they are premiering Origami there, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if this is the big one that they promote at Anime Expo, actually. The only other thing I would think that they'd promote at Anime Expo because it's coming out in the fall is maybe Zonkyo no Terror. Maybe. Because they did say that was going to be released this year. But I think right. that might be they, their Otakon or their New York Comic Con. Right, because they, they announced, and I think they premiered the simulcast at Anime Expo for Terror and Resonance last year, if I remember right. Oh, the other property that could be popular at Anime Expo if we find out about a re release date soon, could be free Eternal Summer. I don't know why they're holding it behind closed doors. Just give it to us. You know that we're going to throw our money at it like a bunch of incoherent, like, fans. <laughs> incoherent children. <laughs> like, we I already know that... I swimmy boys. About to say, we already know at this point that they've been working on it. I mean, like, if you follow any of the voice actors involved with it on Twitter, you'll know that they've been working on it. <laughs> like, I think I remember at least hearing from... Uh, hearing uh, Greg Ayers, Todd, Peppercorn, and I think maybe Vic Mignogna mentioning it. I know Johnny Boshin mentioned it over his Facebook, and I had talked to Tatum about it. Right. Oh, Because I remember Tatum Oh, Lord Tatum. He, 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 I had asked him if he cried at the last episode, like I did, and he's like, I cried recording it, and I cried writing it. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe, maybe, because um, we're of the assumption that Tokyo Ghoul Route A might incur tissue massacre 2015 we may have to ask about free at this point if we already know that Tatum if it was, was tissue trying. massacre 2014 if, if free equal tissue massacre massacre 2014 it probably the did. great tissue massacre of 2015 occurred <laughs> it's it gonna be tokyo wherever somewhere in texas a bunch of t tissues died because of one it's one singular thing in that finale that drove me to the point of like i need beer um and she's not gonna tell me what it is right now because I. Need I to refuse it. to ruin this for her. 
I have to experience it because I'm not because she hasn't actually finished Death Parade, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna ruin it. For I her. had to yell multiple times this weekend. Do not spoil Death Parade for me yeah. at people. Oh my god! But um, <laughs> anyway, I think overall, it's definitely gonna be fun and interesting to see this cast and what's gonna happen from it. I'm excited. I will definitely pre-order the hell out of it. That's for sure. I cannot wait to pre-order this. I cannot wait to um have it on my desk and I actually can't wait to watch this with my mom who does sit and watch a lot of anime with me but she does not like subs oh. so I tried this with her and she really didn't get what was going on so hopefully she'll like it because I think she will like the show Probably. I'm just excited to have it on my show and then to watch it again and be like yes <laughs> like when in doubt jump on the McFarlane train and everything is good. <laughs> I was about to, see, about to say when in, out, when in doubt, whip Norigami out. <laughs> Can we make that a thing? <laughs> Along with, like, what? That snort parade. <laughs> um, yes. Lilac the prophet. Yes! We have a lot of things we gotta make, it, make happen. Because for those who probably don't know, because this happened, like, in the past week, actually. Um... The double talk, apparently it's, um, Chad from ScrewTag, his goal every week is to make Lauren more, like, laugh until she snorts. So, apparently last week now became Snort Parade. Um, and I'm then, still making my Snort Parade shirt. <laughs> and then, um, cause what was it? It was, um, it was a character from Assassination Classroom. It was Irina's mentor. And we're like, who's gonna be Irina's mentor? And I'm just like... I wouldn't mind seeing Kent Williams, and lo and behold, it's Kent Williams, so then comes Lilac the Prophet. <laughs> that whole I thing. think it was because we would both have been talking about, um, who is gonna be Irina's teacher, who is gonna be Shiro, and who is gonna be Atona. Right. And I think I, you had said Kent Williams was gonna be the teacher. Did I said Ian was gonna be Shiro, and I was completely wrong. It was Tatum. Yeah, it was Tatum. Um, update on Assassination Classroom casting. Slight update, yes. Yeah. Slight update. And then, we don't know who Atona is, and I thought it was actually Jason, because Well, you, I, you originally were hoping it was Micah, originally. Well, yeah, I was hoping it was Micah, but at this point, I think Micah it's, is going to be the character that Mamoru Miyano is set to play in Assassination Classroom. Because uh, okay. I do know Mamoru Miyano is coming into the show, because that was announced on Anime News Network. Oh, interesting. But yeah, you said, like, after watching that episode, that it sounds more like Jason coming in Sick. here. It sounded a lot like Younger Trained Me or Shaoran. Yeah, but we'll find out about that next week. Anyway, we're blabbing so long. <laughs> this I apologize, because we're like, we're not going to make this go over an hour, and I'm like sitting there watching my audacity take, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Jesus I'm Christ, like not again. Hour, I'm like at an hour and nine minutes. <laughs> it's okay, I'm editing this down. Well, guess who I know? I know who isn't watching this, Zither. <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, so anyway. I love you, man. Please don't think I'm shitting on you. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, bottom line, pretty sure we're excited about this. <laughs> um, just a little bit. Just a little, in case you couldn't tell by our ramblings and shenanigans. Um, yeah, if you guys are interested in ordering it, it's gonna come out July 7th. You can order it through, uh, Right Stuff, you can order it through Funimation. I don't know, as of right now, who is the licensor in UK and Australia, but whoever it is, you can order it through them, yada yada yada. Um, and I guess... 
that's it for us, really, <laughs> for this. Um, if you have any suggestions for dub announcements or any shows you would like me to look at that I previously reviewed but talk about their dub, uh, you can let me know in the comments below. I will say, uh, since we did talk about Soul Eater or not, I'm not planning on doing a dub talk for Soul Eater or not. Mostly as a time saver, because <laughs> I have things I have to do, because I graduate in three weeks, and I gotta at least prep a few other videos for the summer. Um, <laughs> but, um... You got other things to do. I have other things to do. Um, but if you have any other suggestions and stuff like that, let us, let me know in the comments. If there's a show, since we did not actually get to have our bet, if there's a show you think we should have our actual bet on, feel free to suggest it. <laughs> And we'll see what happens, because since we may not have had our bet now, but I feel like we need to at some point in time. I'm pretty sure they're all going to say Zonkyo no Terror. Oh, probably. Either, to which, either I actually need to go finish that show. Either that I didn't or, finish like, it. Either that or maybe, I don't freaking know. Um, I don't know what else is coming out this year, that's why. Yeah. We can't do Haikyuu because Sentai done screwed us over. God damn it. <laughs> it's Sentai. Like, it could be some of the... Uh, potential new broadcast dubs that Funimation brings in, which, by the way, Blood Block Blood Blockade Battlefront better be one of them, and it better be on the Double Talk Block once Tokyo Ghoul and Death Parade are done. Or I'm gonna like who don't shit. you want? What don't you want up there? Just say it. Please don't put Sarah on the end in there. <laughs> Even though we all know it's gonna go in there, please don't. <laughs> I cannot wait if it does, cause I love me some shitty ass Surf of the End. Oh, Seraph of the End, yeah. you are so dumb. Personal preference, Blood Blockade Battlefront and Heroic Legend of Arslan would be for I would me. like to see Legend of Arslan, and I would definitely like to see... I haven't got to watch BBB, because I've oh, been BBB kind of con is fantastic. prepping. It's, I've been prepping for con. It's, um, the the original manga is from uh, Yasuhiro Natao, who also did Trigun. Oh, this explains everything. Um, yeah, and then the director, um, I did not see the show that she did. It was, um, begins with a K... Everyone loved it. I haven't seen it, but still, it's wonderful. <laughs> Is it K Project? No, 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 no. It's something different. Um, it's so colorful and shenanigans, but you will love BBB. You just have to watch it. You will love it. It's like nuts. It's insane. But yeah, I think BBB and Arslan should go on the double talk block, but that's just me. Anyway, we ramble so much. <laughs> Sometimes we don't like we, we we pretty much just talk to each other on Twitter, so this is very very few times we get to talk to each other over Skype. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this is one of those cases where it's like we just talk about shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you have any suggestions for um, announcements for me to cover, let me know in the comments. If you have, if there's a show you think that Megan and I should accomplish our bet and go through with it on, let us know. Even though it might be Terran Resonance, let us know. <laughs> um. But, uh, I think, I think that's it for today. <laughs> I'm, pretty, yes. I'm pretty sure we thoroughly covered the Noragami announcement and then some. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess. I will that's hopefully it. see you next time uh, for something else. Yay! And other fun times and silliness. Yeah, thank you for coming and joining me once again. I know we were both so excited about this one. <laughs> I was, I was like, super pumped, because I was at the con, I'm like, I get to go on another person's podcast, I get to go on another person's show. Woo! Again, I get to do another crossover. Um. Yay! If you've somehow randomly found where I actually work, because I don't, I use my real name, I don't use my Twitter, um, you can check out all of the stuff we just did at Florida Anime Experience. 
Uh, I know we have interviews with Trina DeShimura, Brina Palencia, um, Spike Spencer, and Tiffany Grant coming up. Yay! That we did. I'll let you promote things, because you're wonderful coming here. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much, so that's why. <laughs> you are so much fun to talk to. We have just the weirdest conversations. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, so yeah, I guess with that, we will say goodbye. So, say your goodbyes, Megan. Goodbye, Megan. <laughs> that works. Until next time, folks. Otaku on, my friends.